It's episode 82 of the Presentable Podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Bean. Today on the program is Mark Thiele. He's the founder and organizer of Beyond Telerand, a design conference in Germany. We're going to talk about the role of community events in the design world and the power of face-to-face communication. Mark, thanks so much for being on the show. Well, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, you know, uh, we have kind of crossed paths a number of times. I've uh, spoken at your uh, fantastic conference, and we've seen each other at other events and stuff like that. Uh, so I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to be here, especially since you've got a conference coming up in just a couple months, don't you? Yes, uh, it's about eight weeks, and then the 10th show in Dusseldorf, actually, where it all started, is going to take place. Wow. Ten years you've been doing this. Yes, absolutely. Ten years on my own. <laughs> <laughs> on your own? Yes, no team, just me. Just you. I didn't yes. know, I didn't realize that. It's such a sort of, what's the right word for it? I mean, professional, well-organized event. I thought for sure it was oh. a, uh, that you were the head of a company that ran everything. But you're honestly, you just do that by, your, by yourself. Yes, I, I started it once. Uh, I, I'm running conferences now for about 20 years, I think. Mm. Um, but so the first 10 years were just like kind of a side project before I, um, for several reasons, thought about like doing it full-time. And yeah. then um, I started it as a one-person band. And I am still... As far as it comes to organizing it, of course, on site, uh, I've got a couple of people helping me, uh, a wonderful, wonderful team of um, uh, volunteers that is helping me. My wife is helping me and a good friend I know for about 40 years now. He's uh, <laughs> uh, helping me as well. Not even connected to the design or web industry at all, uh, but just likes the the way I run the event and it's a, a good friend that I can rely on, you know? Oh, that's that's fantastic. That's great. I, th- you know, uh, interestingly... Uh, running a conference was the first thing that we did to start the company that became Typekit. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Know. So my co-founder Brian Mason, who I've had uh, not too a few months ago now on the on the program, uh, he and I uh, had worked together at Adaptive Path, and then I went off to go work at Google for a while, and we had decided like let's do something together when I'm finished at Google. So I left Google, and he left Adaptive Path. We started this new company that had no name. Yeah. Uh, we, we didn't know what we were going to do. We were just going to start a company and we were like, well, we've organized events for Adaptive Path in the past. Why don't we just do a conference? So cool. then we thought, well, what would we do the conference on? Well, how about mm-hmm. a conference on starting companies? Since that's what we really are trying to do. So really? we, so we what did, was the name of it? It was called the Start Conference. And we did it one time. This was 2008. Uh, this, okay. Yeah, okay. in the fall of 2008. Uh, we had a bunch of like entrepreneurs who had started companies, both tech companies and like, uh, like coffee roasting company and, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. We had our accountant come on stage. It's like, I, how do we even, <laughs> how do we do this? You know? Uh, and then a couple of venture capitalists and, and things like that. And, um, and just talked about like, what's it like to quit your job and start something new? And yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I appreciate the, like, the thing about the conference is that, I mean, it's like the theater, the, 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 the curtain's going to go up at a time mm-hmm. with people in the audience. You've got to be ready. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and that like that ever narrowing kind of like, what can we get done before this curtain goes up uh, can be crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. For me, it, I always describe it as a, um, if you have a facade of a house and everything in the back is taped together, <laughs> you know, <Yep. laughs> and you just like you just pray for that moment uh, uh, not to happen that all this crashes but like it looks beautiful from the front right but please don't go backstage <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. just chaos back there yeah, huh? yeah absolutely yeah uh, that's great so so you 10 years ago 
uh, you decided to start a web design conference. Uh, yes. There had been kind of, there had been a lot of interesting conferences sort of in that time, right? Like uh, for me, kind of the seminal event was always South by Southwest. Yes. I started going like 1997 or something crazy early when the interactive, it, so South by Southwest was this, uh, already like 10 or 15 years of music festival. Mm-hmm. Then they added this like interactive section of the music festival where honestly like 200 people, it was at that time small, it's like 20, 30,000 people now. But we all got together and just like, oh my God, you're doing web sites? Let's talk about that, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and stuff like that. And I know there was other stuff too early on in Europe around web design, like Flash Forward and things like that. Exactly, yes. That was my first experience at conferences actually. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I, I think my my interest in in gathering uh, with people that have same mindset or like like mind thinking uh, started already when I was using my one of my first computers, uh, which was a C sixty four Commodore C sixty four. Yeah, yeah, me and, too. <laughs> uh, we we had a demo group uh, uh, in which we called uh, coded a few demos, and I was always proficient uh, doing a bit of lower graphics. I don't know if you know these back from BBS systems oh, from boards. Yeah. I'm easily as old as you, probably much older. <laughs> yeah, I had a Commodore 64 with bulletin boards and all of that. I would download the demos. It was, yeah, for sure. Exactly. And yeah. uh, so uh, we met. And one of my neighbors uh, got me into uh, doing his graphics because uh-huh. I was good in, in, in drawing. And I said, like, ah, you know, it's like those pixels and you can't be really precise and stuff. And he, he, he got me into it in some way um, at some evening with a few beers and uh, um I, I was part of their graphician team then, and uh, we started going to demo parties in in Fenlo, um, in in Utrecht, uh-huh. um, and also in Denmark. Like the the party, it was a big gathering, um, and uh, uh, I really love those um, uh, uh, those gatherings in a way where we met and where we met our people from the from the group from the Netherlands, from Denmark, from Sweden. Uh, I really really liked uh, hanging out there. We were coding stuff on site, uh, just. We didn't have any hotel rooms, so we slept slept in a, in a sleeping bag under the tables, which was <laughs> perfect, perfect, fine. Um, and it was a great time, really. And uh, after a while, and so, for some reason, the the flash, uh, uh, the, oh, sorry, the the C sixty four scene was dying in the demo scene, and so I lost interest in in, in this. And um, yeah, there was a PC ANSI and ASCII kind of uh, uh, scene and demo scene as well but it was not the same feeling as for uh, the C64 so, so for some reason I completely lost interest in computer and didn't do anything at a computer for about 10 years mm. except from um, uh, like using it uh, in, in telnet and stuff in the first uh, couple of years of the internet or whatever right. you call it um, but I did uh, holiday c- uh, camps for children during that time, so I, I organized um, uh, kids camps huh. for, in the summer holidays, um, and um, then after I finished my uh, my apprenticeship, um, I got into uh, um, a job that is titled media creator, media uh, um, designer, whatever you call it nowadays, uh-huh. and. Uh, um, I lost interest in, their, uh, interest in this uh, pretty early as well. And uh, I uh, met uh, someone uh, called Sascha Volta, who happened to have uh, written the very first German book about Flash back then. Ah. And uh, he got a lot of questions for this one and um, thought, like, how can, I, how can I 
channel those questions into one stream so that I have to uh, answer a question only once and point to the correct answer for that one. And he invented a forum, the Flash Forum here in Germany, and asked me to help him. So I went freelance during that time. We uh, started the Flash Forum and the Flash Forum conference together. And he happened to speak at conferences as well. One of them was Flash Forward Festival, uh, back then organized by Linda Weinman and her team. Right. And, uh, and that was in Amsterdam. And, and uh, I arrived at this conference um, and you know what? I felt at home again. It was the same kind of feeling as with the demo parties back then. I met people like Joshua Davis, uh, Jared Tabel, and uh, James Patterson, Hoskiford, uh, Brandon Dawes, all those people that I'm still friends with. Um, still, after 20 years now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was in 2001 when that happened. Um, so yes, I fell back home and I thought like, oh, yeah, I, I want to do something like this as well. So we started running the Flash Forum conference in 2001 in Munich for the first time. Yeah, that, how that's the... the Short and quick <laughs> summarize uh, of uh, how I got into event organization. Yeah, and those conferences were very much, let's see what's possible with this technology, right? Yes, it, it was, exactly. It was less about, uh, or, or maybe it was. was, was it sort of tutorial-based or was more inspirational? Or No, it was a mix. I think the inspirational part was like how, especially in the flash industry, how people used that tool in yeah. ways it was meant to be for, right? So um, it was different... Um, um, to like all the tech industry uh, conferences I knew about. Um, and I liked the the kind of limitation of Flash back then, right? It wasn't a full coding environment or whatever. It was like an animation tool yeah. with the bits of code that you could spread in here and there. So, uh, But people did like amazing things with it and um, got creative with it. Um, so that was like also the kind of comparison to my C64 days where right. you had like 16 colors Um pixels you know and uh, really uh, not a lot of uh, horsepower on in your computer so um yeah I, I somehow i really felt back home so mm, mm, that's great that's great yeah a lot of the the earlier web conferences that i would go to were were less about that sort of what is well it's, it, it was really about what is possible with the technology but but it felt like a lot of the the flash conferences that you were you, you were mentioning uh, mm -hmm. were a little more on the art side than the design side, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and a lot of the conferences I went to, like Web 2.0 or the Build Conference in Belfast mm -hmm. or Deconstruct mm -hmm. or things like that, were much more about, uh, we're in kind of two channels. One being, can we refine our skills? Can we yes. do better at who we are at our craft? And the other part is, how do we further integrate what we do into kind of into the world of business? Right, mm -hmm. like how do we transform businesses, or uh, or how do we help businesses do make the transformation into a digital economy? Really, yeah. Um, by using what we believe is the kind of the quote unquote right way to do it, like using user research or uh, building things with web standards and you know stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. so it's interesting to see that at at this time, which is kind of early two thousands into about two thousand ten, all the this happening in different ways in different areas, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I remember in the beginning when I was running the event, uh, people expected to see at least a few lines of code on, on the screen mm. just to to have a kind of takeaway, right? Where they thought, like, I need some practical takeaway to to get out of here and then start working on this and see how it works in my environment. And nowadays, I think um, life coding is rare on stage. You know, there's n less and less people show code and like snippets and takeaways it's more like general uh, approaches now and 
visions and uh, as you say like business and how how you how you get into doing things so um certainly there's like still conferences um that have their that have their um uh, field of subject very very narrowed down to let's say javascript or php um but this is not the kind of conferences that are speaking to me and it's my cup of tea, my cup of tea no not mm. really Mm. Well, I think there's a bigger shift, and I want to I want to talk yeah. about that a little bit. But I want to take a little break first, and um, uh, and do a quick uh, note from our sponsor, uh, and that is uh, Pingdom from SolarWinds. Mark, you've got a website right now, taking subscription, yeah, I've, I've, subscriptions, subscriptions, yeah, yeah. not subscriptions, rather, but sign up for your conference. Mm -hmm. So that's very important to you, I would imagine. Uh, do you know if it's currently working at this exact moment? I bet I would have to check, but yeah, I see, you, would, yeah. <laughs> you would have to check, right? Well, that's what uh, Pingdom does for you. If uh, if you have a website with a shopping cart or registration form or a contact us page or anything like that, uh, you really need Pingdom because nobody wants their critical website transactions to fail. Uh, and if they do start failing, they want to know about them immediately uh, and because it's a bad experience for your users and it costs you money, really. Mm -hmm. Uh, so the good news is you can set up this thing called transaction monitoring with Pingdom. Uh, transaction monitoring will alert you when your cart checkout or your forms or your login pages fail before they affect our consumers uh, or your customers rather and your business. That is, it will uh, ping those pages and see if it gets the appropriate response at whatever interval you want it to. You could do it every second. You can do it once a minute. Uh, but if it gets an error at any time, uh, it will alert you. Um, uh, in whatever way is best for you. You can customize how you're alerted, customize who is alerted, uh, and it can be different depending on the severity of the outage or what time it is or things like that. Pingdom cares about your users having the smoothest site experience possible uh, so that if disaster strikes, you'll be the first to know. Super easy to get started. Just go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM. And if you go right now, you can get a free 14-day trial. You don't even need a credit card to sign up. Uh, when you do sign up, you can use code PRESENTABLE at checkout. You get 30% off your first invoice. So that's great. Save a little money. Uh, thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Oh, cool. Yeah, you're going to check this. Yeah, you should. Uh, now you're going to be worried for the rest of our interview uh, whether your website is up <laughs> yeah, or not. Probably, so, yes. <laughs> I'm glad I could instill that in you. Uh, no, sorry about that. Um, all right. So uh, we were just talking about this kind of this shift from, like, I want somebody to be on stage with a text editor showing me how this these yeah. new CSS functions or this this action script in, in the Flash day is like, show me how it works so that I know how it goes. And I kind of feel like, uh, I don't know, maybe this is, let me, here, let me try this out on you, this sort of uh, provocative take. The conferences are promoted as a place to kind of increase your skills, right, mm -hmm. uh, and become a better designer or grow in your career. But in reality, I think there's a lot better ways to learn the, yeah. the, the nuts and bolts. Like the web is Absolutely. filled with tutorials and medium posts and great YouTube videos. And, and honestly, like most conferences post their videos afterwards, right? So you could learn all of this stuff and i'm even wondering now like with so many public slack communities and things like that can you get that like the networking effect even virtually i do you, i don't know why should we take a time away from our jobs and families and get on trains and airplanes and go to other parts of the world what do you oh, think well well I, I i got my my two cents here i bet um, you do <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i'm absolutely with you in, in terms of learning and tutorials and uh, um getting better in your job and what you do uh -huh. uh, but for me 
uh, especially starting Beyond Tellerrand, the the event, um, I never had this in mind because I think the 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 gold rush days of how something works and how the little CSS snippet makes your code better or uh, how your website gets more performant. It's all very very interesting and very important topics. But I think, as you say, there's like plenty of other platforms and media to to learn this kind of stuff. Um, uh, there's courses like Skillshare and uh, LinkedIn Learning. There's uh, YouTube, as you said. Um, and even for conversations about all this and questions, there's Slack and other platforms. Um, my intention uh, to run this event is not only that people learn something and meet there to exchange about their questions, but also to um, yeah, get, more or less get inspired, maybe have a different view on things, or even uh, uh, look at completely other stuff as they usually do day by day. Um, for example, um, to explain the name of the event, because maybe people oh, don't yeah. know what, what Tellerrand means. Tellerrand is the edge of the plate, of your own plate. And in Germany, we say über den Tellerrand schauen, which means to look beyond your, uh, the edge of your own plate. Hmm. So uh, that means if you have your dish in front of you, uh, which is fish and potato, mashed potatoes, for example, you'd like to have a look at the right neighbor as well to look oh that's like steak that maybe maybe that's nice as well oh it's a lovely salad on the left hand side same counts for me for someone who's in the web industry why not having a look at typography or at design or even at whatever um i've got someone who's a skateboarder this year on oh. stage um 70 years old talking about his failures and how he fall flat uh, a lot of times with his business and always standing up again like a skateboarder if you do a trick you fall down stand up again right yeah so for me, the the kind of like bigger picture, different different uh, ideas. Um, this is this all way more important. I think it improves you to uh, for your day by day job as well. It also recharges your batteries. It might give you some motivation, inspiration, um, and this for me is way more important in terms of running my event and uh, what I want to achieve with running my event than giving people a 10-line code snippet to uh, to get their like a more performant website or right. a, a more accessible. Oh, accessibility is really important. That's, that would be wrong to say, like, I don't want to do this. Um, but you know, you, you get the point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, has that made it more difficult to program the events? Absolutely. Uh, from the beginning on... Uh, the name alone is always a problem, right? As the the English speaking people, um, in not not don't they, they won't get, sorry they don't get the name in the first place. So I have to, always have to explain it. Whereas a um, flash conference, a PHP conference, or even a uh, web design days, how you name your mm -hmm. conference, um, this is quite transparent. What what's happened? What's going to happen there? Uh, for me, um, I always have to tell people, well, you know, it's a bit for both programmers and designers. It's where both meet creativity and technology. But still, for them, it's quite hard to bring that to your, to their bosses to say, hey, um, you know, I want to go to that conference. And the boss says, well, what, what, what are you going to learn? Don't know, really. Uh, maybe inspiration, uh, motivation, I don't know. You know, yeah. as you see, it's, it's, it's very hard to get the selling point here. Uh, yes, it is uh, uh, difficult, but um, I think uh, during the last 10 years, I have built something uh, where people trust my decision to not, um, to not uh, have a program that is not something they benefit from in the end. Right. Yeah. So, right, right, um, right. 
again, no or, or less practical takeaways. I wouldn't say there are no practical takeaways, but it's not the main focus for me. Yeah, no, it's interesting because uh, I have noticed uh, as I occasionally speak at a conference mm -hmm. that uh, that that my my talks have turned almost almost entirely into kind of inspirational or or stories of what uh, happened in the past and worked and stories of things that didn't work and yeah. and things like that uh, uh, with with a few like actually let me spend five minutes right here telling you how to run a meeting um, right or you know something like that the the, mm -hmm. the sort of trying to mix in some of the practical but I often get questions afterwards like so you you, you talked about uh, doing user research what tools do you use you know and I'm like uh, uh, kind of yeah yeah miss, missing the point of of the or, or or maybe like not seeing the bigger picture and really wanting, can I do something very practical when I get back? I you know, it's hard yeah, to say. Absolutely right. And tools and technology that is like changing so quickly. I mean, running events for 20 years now, I've seen so many things coming and going and so many approaches coming and going and so many, so, so much hot and cool new coming and going. It's interesting to, to chat about this and to find out about this. But again, there's different platforms um, to, for this. I don't see uh, an event well, I can only speak from from myself, you know. I, I don't see my event in this position. Um, for me, it's 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 very important to create a safe, a familiar uh, atmosphere and space for people to come to for two days um, to meet other interesting people to then uh, leave with like new friends, new inspirations. And one of my friends, John Davy, once uh, titled his or subtitled his event with like "Recharge Your Creative Batteries" or whatever. Mm. <laughs> so. Which is, I, I think, an interesting approach, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is also, I think, a bit of, uh, for lack of a better word, solidarity, That right? Not just a sense of community, but like mm -hmm. having somebody up on stage talk about the frustrations I might be feeling in how the tech industry is changing or uh, how designers are valued or not at a, uh, at the place where I work. Mm -hmm. Uh, you and I actually just saw each other a few weeks ago at the new adventures conference. Yeah. And, uh, it was over here in Nottingham, England. And I did a couple of, uh, episodes of like having all of the speakers, uh, on stage and recording that live and, 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 uh, running that here. Yep. And so much of that conference was, only kind of tangentially about the web, mm -hmm. um, only a little bit about design, and really about the uh, cultural issues we're facing today in the world, uh, the ethics of what's happening, the mistakes, yeah. the mistakes we made building the kind of digital infrastructure that we have in the world and social media and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I got a strong sense of, frankly, anger um, yeah. and confusion and like what are we doing and how, do we need to fix this and how do we fix it? And, yes. uh, and that felt very different from any other quote unquote web design conference that I'd ever been to. Uh, do you, you probably go to a lot more conferences than I do. I, I would imagine. Um, is, is that kind of occurring more and more these days? Do you think? I, th I think the topics that uh, get, uh, Jerry and Simon covered there, um, they are more and more a topic in, uh, in many conferences. Yes. Definitely. Um, also in mine, I mean, um, I, I wouldn't, I, I would be absolutely stupid and uh, 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 blind to ignore this kind of stuff, uh, which is absolutely important nowadays. Um, and I think it was very brave of uh, uh, of the two um, uh, to run New Adventures Conference um, solely targeting these kind of topics. I have to say, 
um, as it is a, a serious um, uh, range of topics that they cover there. Um, but again, I, I think for myself, it's it's important and, and a must to include these topics. Mm. Um, but uh, I wouldn't wouldn't uh, run a whole conference on it because um, I, I have to say I I I loved the conference, I loved the event, but I felt pretty much down afterwards, <laughs> <laughs> very sad. <laughs> Uh, I think, yeah, it does actually feel like we're going through a, uh, this this transition of we have a yes. lot of questions, there's a Absolutely. lot of stuff, uh, and I don't feel like we quite got to, is there some sort of, if not answers to what we're mm -hmm. going through, inspiration to get us to, to that. So um, I'm interested, I'm going to have a couple of those speakers back on the show to sort of dig in a little more and say like, where do yes. we go with that kind of stuff? But, but it's right. But it's, it's absolutely relevant. And this is what I meant also when I said like this kind of like bubbly thinking that we have and had in the, uh, in the uh, web industry. Yeah. Um, this is stopping nowadays. People, people don't see the web or the internet uh, as a closed bubble anymore, as a medium, because uh, the internet is everywhere. I mean, look look at our day-by-day -day stuff. You can't imagine anything without the internet anymore, like fridges, whatever, <laughs> like your smart home. Yeah, um, right. So, you know, it's not just about websites anymore and about the internet uh, uh, equals we build websites. It's about like a, an, an ecosystem that surrounds us and that we live with. I, I've got three children, um, and they all they grew up with the internet. So for them, it's it's not a question about like, do I have an internet connection or not? It's like the internet is there. Hmm. Uh, and of course, with all this comes a lot of responsibility that we, in our childish gold mining, gold rush days in the beginning, weren't thinking about sometimes, right? And uh, of course, now as we wake up and see all those problems we caused, um, which are the same problems that we have in other uh, every other industry as well, if you look around we do want to fix this and we do want to show that uh, um, this is possible. Uh, and of course, after an, uh, two days or like one day of the conference and two days of being in Nottingham uh, and having like conversations about this the whole time, um, well, it, it's kind of a mixed, I feel positively motivated and encouraged to, to have a bright and good look into the future if we do the right things. But I also felt very like, very, very um, sad about to look back at what we did and what we what, what our respons responsibilities were, and we didn't take care of. So wow. Yeah, no, yeah, totally. I was, uh, something I've been struggling with for a while, and trying to trying to create a framework for how I think about all of that. Yes. So you're finding uh, though that you're trying to find a balance for the events that that, that you organized, at least. Yeah, I mean, it starts it starts with all this stuff. Um, flying people over or tell, having them taking the train. It starts with swag. What is good swag in terms of not like good swag, uh, not what people like, but what doesn't make sense? What is some stuff that you want to give out that lasts long and that makes sense for them to, to take away? Uh, do I really need a printed program on paper? You know, all this kind of stuff that Ooh, you yeah. question yourself. Yeah, um, yeah. And I've written a blog post about this uh, a while ago already. Um, how I try to also educate my partners slash sponsors if they, they ask what can we put in the goodie bag or what, what can we get, give out at our booth to, to encourage them to think about it, to do something memorable, to do something that really matters and not, not a, a A6 postcard flyer uh, where their business is um, listed in a few bullet points or um, some like plastic cup that is that you can use like for two days and then, throw away i mean 
doesn't help these days, really. And you do you don't do yourself a favor either uh, if you if, we, if you take this as advertising for you, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that, that's interesting as well, especially with a, a very appropriate and significant concern that most people have around the the collapse of the climate and mm -hmm. what we're reading about every day, and thinking through the carbon footprint of uh, all of us getting together and and what we consume. Yeah. Uh, and take away because oh, I can't tell you. Like I eventually just stopped taking the the tote bag at the conference because it would just mm -hmm. be packed with stuff that I would just have to recycle when I get home. Yeah. Uh, so so at that level, I think also there's a uh, a change happening in conferences and a way we think about sponsorships and and all of that stuff that you're kind of bringing up. It's powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think uh, every organizer has a, a huge responsibility there um, to think about this for a couple of times. I've seen approaches that I really liked. Uh, I think uh, New Adventures did the same this year, where people had a kind of a um, buffet, a, a goodie buffet, a, a table where people could pick and choose what they really want to take oh, away yeah, with them yeah. and not a, a bag full of stuff where they have to pick and choose at home, as you say, and recycle the stuff they don't need or won't take. Yeah, it's it's a constant... Uh, a constant progress, a constant, uh, um, uh, yeah, for me, really day by day, I, I, I do think about stuff like this, how to improve little things there. And people often think it is just like in inviting the speakers, organizing their, their <laughs> travel and, and stuff, but it's way, way, way more way details more. in the back. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds like you're iterating like you would on a product. I, I like that. Absolutely. It is. It is. And that's uh, also you know, funny that you mentioned this. I have got a couple of people I uh, I really uh, call good friends. One is uh, Bastian Algaia. I don't know if you met him in Nottingham. He's running a CMS called Kirby, which is a oh, product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and this, uh, uh, but there's so many similarities in how we run our product in how we um, do our customer support in how we speak to our customers. It's funny, and uh, we ex we really exchange a lot about stuff. And uh, same with uh, Kai Brach, uh, who runs uh, Offscreen, the magazine. Uh -huh. I don't sure, know. yeah. Um, you see a different product here as well, a magazine. But still, uh, every time we meet, we find like so uh, so many things to talk about, and uh, we find so many similarities about the two products we have got, um, which is uh, wonderful to uh, I have to say. And yes, a conference is in a way a product, of course. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's take a little break and hear from another uh, sponsor. Uh, this yes. this episode of Presentable is brought to you by Kensington, uh, who are the people who make universal docking stations uh, that are designed to increase your productivity. I'm looking at my laptop that I use to record and just the tangle of wires that I have all over my desk, cables uh, connecting everything up uh, with dongles, of course, because I use a MacBook. And so... Um, <laughs> Uh, Kensington's trying to solve that problem with one simple integrated uh, uh, docking station. It's easy to use. You can get access to all the ports you need to make your beautiful MacBook or Chromebook or other laptop as powerful as a desktop. It's uh, plug and play. You don't need drivers or anything that like that. You can have dual 4K displays, HDMI or Display Link video connectors, and all the USBs, USB 3, USB-C, Thunderbolt 3, power delivery. All of that works uh, with these uh, docking stations. Kensington engineering team has been doing this for three decades. They have loads of experience in high volume manufacturing of any kind of hardware IT product. They have rigorous test cycles. They do quality control. It means all their products are tested way above the industry standards. So if you're a IT decision maker and you want to find the right docking solutions for your organization, Kensington's pro concierge team will hook you up and you can test drive a docking solution today. So uh, you can go to kensington.com slash presentable right now to check out uh, all of these docking stations from Kensington, that's kensington.com slash presentable to learn more. 
Thanks to Kensington for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Uh, all right. So, Mark, I wanted to ask you about the changing speaker lineups that uh, I have seen and have mm-hmm. been encouraged by over the last five, seven years. Uh, there was a time, sadly, not very long ago, where every single speaker at every single conference looked just oh, like yeah. me. Like it was just all white dudes uh, giving their experiences. Uh, and that has changed significantly. And it's been a very concerted effort. Absolutely. I think both by the people who attend conferences as well as the people who organize it to say like, hey, come on, there's more voices, there's more people, there's more underrepresented groups that have never been on stage. Uh, so how have you been kind of tracking with that over the past 10 years? Mm-hmm. So uh, I have to say, um, um, of course, this. I mean, I, I, I will always cons- give my perspective because I'm a one person uh, uh, running this event. Uh, but I have to say that um, as 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 soon as I started running events, I never uh, set the person in in terms of like uh, who it is in in, uh, in the in the spotlight. It was more about the topic, um, yep. the content that the people were delivering, and being interested in in many 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 ways and directions. As I am, uh, I was fortunate enough to from the beginning on have a good diverse mix uh, on stage of course in the beginning i have to say uh it were it wasn't 50 50 uh certainly not um but i'm not a person who's like really into like the numbers i really take care of it and hope uh, to do my best um to have a, a good and diverse mix of people on stage and that's not talking about uh, male and female but really as you said like there's like people uh have so many interesting things to say uh, from different cultures where, where you thought like, wow, I never thought about this, right? Um, yeah, uh, looking into into uh, curating my event uh, with an interest of giving all those broad and diverse uh, uh, insights and topics to people, um, it's a matter of fact that those people giving the lectures are already uh, oftentimes a, um, a, a, a person of a... Uh, it's hard to say underrepresented or mm-hmm. a group that wasn't presented at a conference beforehand. Um, and of course, you always have to have an eye on that, uh, even though the the, uh, the excitement for your content is there, that you uh, have a diverse mix of people on stage in the end, right? So <laughs> it's, a, it's a fine balance. At, uh, and um, luckily, as you said as well, uh, you can see a cha- change on, in the conferences. Um, you can see that people really take care of it at least most of them are, uh, and and who is not is uh, is a fool and an idiot uh, nowadays. Uh, not nowadays, always, but like especially nowadays, since this is a thing everybody is publicly speaking about, and yeah. we have to change something there. Especially as you and I, we are from a group being white, born, being male. Um, yeah, so it's it's our responsibility to change stuff here, definitely. I think this change has afforded a lot of people the idea that they could potentially be speakers themselves, whereas before uh, it may have felt like, uh, that's just closed off to me. I could never get into that. And I, I wonder now, like, imagine you're a designer, it's early in your career, and you're thinking, like, uh, that's a goal. That's something yeah. I would like to do. Uh, how do they get from where they are now, have, let's say, just no experience with public speaking? Mm-hmm. Uh, to being on the stage at an event like yours, uh, what would you, what do you think the pathway is for people these days? Oh, there's many ways. I mean, um, getting in touch with people organizing events wasn't was was never easier. To be honest, I mean, um, there's websites with uh, with 
uh, ways of contacting them. Um, and there's lots of uh, events that actually are uh, targeting people who want to get on stage. Mm. I recently was at my second um, uh, CFP, uh, what's the complete name again? CF Call for Papers Diversity Day event. In, this time in Düsseldorf, last year I have been in Cologne uh, mentoring one, um, where the, the aim is to encourage uh, underrepresented groups uh, to get on stage and to to talk and to motivate them. So it's a mix of like, um, how do I start to speak? And also, how do I write a proposal? How do I write a bio? And how do I approach uh, an event organizer? And what do event organizers actually expect from me as someone who's not known in the industry um, to get on stage? Yeah. Wow. So like a workshop, like an event uh, about how to Speak at events, yes. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a huge movement that's going on for years. Um, it's uh, CFP Diversity Day, I think, is the complete name, uh, and there's many other uh, smaller uh, things that do the same. And I also constantly think about uh, um, how do I, because I run it for a long time now, find new people to get to to get them on stage. Uh, so I thought about like having a one day format where I've got two new people speaking that never spoke or rarely spoke, and one person who is an um, an advanced speaker, you know to to mix and uh, to mix them uh, so that they can benefit maybe from advice from that experienced person as well at such an event um i always try to find people uh who never spoke before instagram is a great source at the moment in terms of designers um i i followed work by uh, a woman called dina amin from egypt and um at one point i just asked her uh, have you ever spoken at an event like this because i've seen that she's giving workshops uh-huh uh, she said, not yet. And I invited her to come and I uh, got her to, to my very first Munich event back then. And um, it was such a great pleasure to see uh, Dina Amin on stage, really. Um, she's doing uh, stop motion uh, movies and stop motion stuff. And uh, she was not only speaking about her work and how she uh, how, how the progress of that is, but also about how it is to be a, a woman wearing a headscarf in Egypt in a culture that is really male-driven. Uh, to be kind of it in kind of a tech industry and how her parents supported her and how she got from the very first beginning of uh, taking trash apart uh, to wh where she is now having client work and stop motion stuff. And it was just such a wonderful and fantastic story to hear and, and see. Uh, I directly invited her back to Dusseldorf to, uh, uh, two years ago, I think. And she now is doing my opening titles for uh, this year's event. Oh, great. Oh, that was a secret. I wouldn't. Ah, anyways, <laughs> so she, she and, uh, and a friend of her, Dora Watt, she, uh, they are working on the opening titles of uh, of my uh, 10th event in Düsseldorf. And um, it's just great to 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 meet all those different people and um, to to learn from them, right? Uh, not only uh, technically, but also culturally. So do you think this persists, that we, that we continue to meet together, that we won't just like move all of our conferences to Zoom and do you know, sort of group well, discussions that way or, uh, well, I, yeah, go ahead. I, I do my very best to, to make this happen. Yes. So I, I believe in it. Um, but I don't, again, I don't see this as a source of, um, just sitting there and watching the talks. It's much more, I think, uh, it's a, for me, it's a cultural gathering. It's a community that, uh, was created around my event, at least people uh, that trust me to um to not only pick the right content but also to uh to be open-minded for feedback from them mm -hmm. so it's a it's a two-way conversation it's not just me throwing the content from stage to them 
but it's also uh, them telling, giving me feedback about what was great, what was good, what was not so good, where I can improve. And I, I'm very thankful that they, they know this and they come to, my, uh, to me um, with any feedback they have got, which is great, I have to say. Um, and so I'm, I'm there to learn as well. So it's a two-way two conversation uh, that, we, that we have there at, at events like this. Well, that's an attitude I can completely appreciate. Th this idea of like not falling into a rut of, I have found something that really works, let's just keep doing this and keep doing this. No, no. Right. But this more of a, you know, classically growth mindset. Of, yes. Uh, this is great. This seems to be working. How could it be better? What could we do next that would be, that would build upon what we've already done? I like that. Yeah. So you've got these conferences coming up. Why don't you go ahead and tell us when and when and where and how we can sign up? Okay. Uh, wow. Um, yeah. The, the website is uh, beyondtellerand.com. It's uh, beyond. And then Tellerand is T E L L. E -R -R -A -N -D com. There's a link to um, that in the show notes yes. for this. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's difficult, I know. I try to I try to get uh, btconf.com, but it's taken. I think it's the British Telecom. Oh, they got uh, everything. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to make it a, a short uh, short version, but um, yeah, there you can find all the uh, three events I do this year. It is Düsseldorf in April, the tenth edition, as said. Um, then in August, I run my seventh edition already in Berlin as well. Oh. And then uh, the second edition in Munich in November. So it's uh, three events I run. It's uh, 500 people in Dusseldorf and Berlin and 600 in Munich. Um, and yes, uh, I, I could need any support in terms of feedback, help, spreading the word, whatever. <laughs> Love. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I've been to all three of those cities and they are also very nice places to visit. Oh, so, yeah. There you go. Definitely. Um, all right. And you are Mark Thiele on uh, Twitter. I'll put a link to that. Anywhere else we, uh, we should send people? Um, Instagram is the same, Mark Thiele, or my website, markthiele.com. Mm -hmm. That's that where I usually publish my, uh, my, my thinkings, my thoughts, my ideas, as well as uh, on the Beyond Tolerant blog if it comes to uh, stuff around conferences, organizing stuff, um, talking to sponsors, uh, but uh, tips and tricks uh, for other conference organizers. Fantastic. Well, as we say uh, in America, break a leg with your events. <laughs> Thank uh, you. And thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me. And that's another episode of Presentable. Hey, got any questions? You can email us at hello at presentable.fm or get in touch via Twitter by following Presentable FM. We hope you've really enjoyed the show. And if you do, could you take a moment and give us a rating on iTunes? It really helps and we'd really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm Jeffrey Veen and this was Presentable. Presentable.